Lecture topic. A complete Muslim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ya ayyuhal amanu dhukulu fi silmi kafah. Wala tattabi'u khutuati shaytan. إنه لكم عدو مبين صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters Allah Ta'ala has addressed the mu'mineen in the Quran Sharif يا أيها الذين آمنوا O you who believe So those who have Iman Are being addressed And the people of Iman Are being told That enter into Islam Fully So now the people of Iman They already have Iman in their hearts They are people who Believe in Allah Ta'ala. They have belief in Nabi Kareem sallallahu as being the last and final messenger they believe in all the fundamental aqaid so they have iman Allah is addressing them as believers alhamdulillah with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, we are also in this group of believers alhamdulillah we should be very very grateful for this ni'mat of iman and we should be conscious of this ni'mat of iman that this is the greatest wealth and the greatest bounty that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with so therefore we should now listen to the address of Allah Ta'ala as directly to ourselves so when Allah Ta'ala is saying Ya ladina amanu so this is not somebody else that is being addressed this is myself each one of us has to be focusing towards it in the same manner this is myself I, I am being addressed I am being told O you who believe Enter into Islam fully So now if I am a mu'min and Alhamdulillah we are all mu'mineen so what is the meaning of entering into Islam fully because I am already into Iman is Iman and Islam different so one is the belief and the faith in the heart the conviction, the belief in Allah Ta'ala, the conviction that Allah Ta'ala is our sustainer, our nourisher, our creator, and submitting ourselves to Him alone. So that conviction and that submission and believing what Allah Ta'ala has commanded us to believe in, what Nabi Kareem Sallallahu has given us, that now constitutes Iman. But Iman has many, many dictates. So unfortunately sometimes despite a person being a mu'min but he's not fulfilling the dictates of iman now this morning if one questions that how many people throughout the world people with iman people who believe in Allah Ta'ala believe in the last day believe in all the necessary aspects of faith how many 
performed the Fajr Salah those upon whom Fajr Salah is compulsory how many of them performed it how many of them fulfilled this obligation of Deen so it will be very very sad but unfortunately the reality is and this is a safe estimate a conservative estimate that uh, maybe 10% perform their Fajr Salah 10% of the Ummat that is the general feeling in many many assessments that people who have the know of who's who, where people are, what they're doing, how many people, men attending the masjid, how many are there for Juma and how many are there for Fajr, even the comparison between Juma and for example Isha Salah, uh, Fajr and Isha Salah, so many people are not at home during the day, they are out at the time of Zuhar for example, Asar example, but most of these people are at home both Fajr time and Isha time. But even in the summer months when Fajr is much earlier, perhaps in winter somebody is leaving early. But whether it's summer, whether it's winter, there's a very big difference in the number of people of the same masjid who are there for Isha and who are there for Fajr. That is now in terms of the males in the masjid. What is the position of the sisters, mothers and sisters at home? So mashallah, many do perform the Salah. But people who have some kind of idea about after meeting lots of people, talking to many, many people, they say perhaps 10%. That's a very, very sad and dismal figure. But now that's just one command of deen, that this is the percentage that are practicing on it. So they are mu'mineen, believers, but despite being believers, this very fundamental aspect of deen is being neglected by so many. So Allah Ta'ala is addressing the believers Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu Udkhulu fi silmi kaffa Enter into Islam fully Get your salah in order as well Don't shirk and don't Be neglectful of your salah So now if your person is neglecting his salah He is a mu'min alhamdulillah But he hasn't entered into Islam fully Islam is the outer expression of that iman by fulfilling whatever Allah Ta'ala's commands are in terms of ibadat, mu'amalat, mu'asharat, akhlaq that is the Islam that we are being commanded to bring into our lives fully let alone our actions, even our thoughts the thoughts must also be fully in compliance to what Allah Ta'ala has commanded otherwise that can have even a direct impact on the Iman this ayat was revealed actually when some Jews had accepted Islam and among them was the very prominent personality of Abdullah bin Salam he was a very high place, highly placed scholar among the Jews and they used to look up to him as a very very senior person among them but then Allah Ta'ala Alhamdulillah blessed him with the tawfiq of Iman so he became a Muslim and he accepted Iman at the hands of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam now he was very conscious and very practicing on his own creed and his way of life before becoming a Muslim now being a Jew one of the aspects of his faith was 
that the Sabbath, Saturday, was a very auspicious and a holy day. Like the Muslims, Juma is their main day of the week and a very auspicious day. So for the Jews, the Sabbath was a very auspicious day. So that was one thing. Another thing among their aspects of their faith was that to eat camel meat was not permissible. It was haram for them. So now when he became a Muslim, so he became a Muslim, he accepted everything that deen required. But together with him, himself and some others felt that look, uh, the Jewish faith also came down from Musa it has been distorted to a great extent but many things were coming from him and among the things was the Sabbath so in the Jewish faith it's an auspicious day and in Islam nothing has been mentioned that it is not permissible to regard the Saturday as a auspicious day meaning to observe it as a auspicious day that hasn't come as something impermissible number one so in the Jewish faith it was an auspicious day it was something very like as we say a big day and in Islam nothing has been mentioned that one should not observe it as, a, as an auspicious day so if we do observe it as an auspicious day we're not doing anything wrong in terms of Islam that was the thought that was in their mind and at the same time we'll be observing something that in the deen of Musa salam was auspicious so we'll be doing so to say the best of both we're not doing anything wrong here and we're doing something that was re- recommended there then likewise if we just refrain from eating camel meat not that because we're regarding it as haram it's halal but it's just complying to something that was in the previous deen of ours (coughs) but we will still regard it as halal but we will just refrain from consuming it so outwardly this was a very noble thought outwardly apparently this was a very good intention but just having something that feels like a good intention is not good enough that intention which seems good, which seems noble, has to be measured in the light of deen. And what is the criteria of deen in that regard it should be measured. Then it will be understood whether this is noble or not noble. This is a good intention or not a good intention. Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat of the Quran Sharif when they took up this position and they, they decided this is what they are going to do Allah Ta'ala revealed the ayat of the Quran Sharif that udkhulu fissilmi kafa that you enter Islam enter it fully don't be partly here and partly there in aqidah and belief that will go completely off then there's no Islam left there's no deen left there's no iman left that if a person partly accepts the aqidah of some other creed and faith and partly Islam there's no Islam then that's just called partly Islam there's in reality nothing it's zero but likewise even in action that take the creed of Islam the deen of Islam the way of Islam fully not 
not partly this and partly that. So now though you are saying that there is no compulsion in Islam to eat camel meat, so you will just refrain. But what is this refraining based on? What is the underlying factor? The underlying factor is that it will just take care of something from the faith of the Jews. So it's not compulsory to eat camel meat here, but at the same time we're not contravening something that's from their faith. Allah Ta'ala says this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable that you are accommodating their way and trying to fit that together with the deen of Islam. Don't even look at that. After Nabi Kareem Wasallam came to the dunya and he was made the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, everything else has been cancelled. And though these great personalities, the Anbiya Alayhim we have Iman in them as being the Anbiya of Allah Ta'ala, but for practice and for our amal and for our salvation in Akhirat, it is only the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem Wasallam that will now be accepted. Anything apart from that is not accepted. So now to accommodate that, well, okay, partly this will, it's not haram, uh, not, not compulsory to eat camel meat in deen, in Islam. So if we just accommodate it, what's the problem? But Allah Ta'ala didn't allow that. Allah Ta'ala said, you submit fully to the deen of Islam. And then don't look right and left. Don't try to fit in other things. Don't try to accommodate something else. You keep to what has been given to you in your deen. And you stay firmly on that. Now this is a very, very important, very fundamental lesson. Because especially in the times that we are living in, this is the trend that people are now getting into. That we must learn to accommodate everybody in deen. So accommodating everybody means what? So now somebody is doing something, somebody is celebrating Christmas for example. So now we should not be carrying on like we got, I mean we are some other kind of people. We must celebrate the Christmas as well. The reality is we are different from others. Very different. We have Iman, Allah's Fazal, Allah's Grace, Allah's Mercy. We have been blessed with Iman. How can we be not different from those who don't have Iman? We are totally different in that regard. This does not mean that we have not been commanded to take care of others, other human beings, to be kind to them, etc. No, this is something that is highly recommended in Deen. We have been given great emphasis upon this, that we should be, anybody is hungry, we'll feed him. Anybody is in need of clothing, we'll give them clothing to wear. Anybody is dying of starvation, we'll be the first to help them. And Alhamdulillah, in many instances this became very, very apparent. In the time when there were disasters, it was the time of the looting, flooding, whatever else. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah, the Muslims were at the forefront of helping everybody. They distributed when people couldn't even buy a loaf of bread anywhere and they were desperate mashallah many Muslim businessmen Allah Ta'ala reward them abundantly they made arrangements to acquire 
bread in big quantities and were dishing it out free to anyone who came Muslim, non-Muslim, anybody no questions asked now that is the teaching of Islam that if somebody is hungry you feed him whoever it might be and somebody is in some situation, some desperation assist the person, whoever it might be Allah will reward that but when it comes to practice and more importantly when it comes to belief in practice and in belief in belief obviously that's the foundation and then together with that practice then there is no compromise in our deen then deen is at the uppermost and we will keep up our deen so this is what Allah Ta'ala is saying enter into Islam fully so now whether it's ibadat we enter fully now the issue here was they were accommodating and this was still just a, a thought it was still just an intention nothing really happened yet it was just that they decided made an intention to do this and Allah Ta'ala revealed the ayat of the Quran Sharif and they were corrected and Alhamdulillah immediately they submitted to this that whatever Allah Ta'ala's command is that's where we are we are with the command of Allah Ta'ala fully and totally no no half measures totally accepting what Allah Ta'ala has given but now for us to broaden this and understand it in its con- context for all times that these incidents that took place the commands of Allah Ta'ala that came at that time were not confined to the incident that happened this is rather an usul it's a principle that the Quran Sharif is explaining the Quran Sharif is giving us guidance for all times that at times these things will keep happening that the society will be such that other things will start creeping in especially where the Muslims are in a minority so now in South Africa for example and like that in many many parts of the world many western countries other places many African countries also some African countries is a majority of Muslims but many African countries it's other way around as well so South Africa is very much a minority Muslims are in a minority uh, according to the official census it's about 2% or 3% at the most but some say unofficially because of the number of Muslims that are in the country who are not officially part of the census it might be 5%, 7% how much more so if it's not, it's not anywhere close to 10% so 90% are people who are not Muslim more than 90% much more but we just say 90% so that 10% is a small minority now when a small minority is living among a majority population who are living a different lifestyle then there is a very very strong possibility of that lifestyle of the majority rubbing off onto the minority now if we think about it in certain things obviously we we maintain that the manner of performing salah that's the manner of performing salah can't get something coming from elsewhere so alhamdulillah that has been maintained though all these different things that are now starting off Allah forbid people start distorting even the salah in the line and in the name of interfaith and whatever else that's another very big problem that has now surfaced its head but nevertheless by and large 
practice is maintained that how we perform our sada, we perform it in the same manner how we fast, we fast in the same manner that has come to us in deen how we give our zakat inshallah that is being maintained in the same manner as well, hajj but then there are many other aspects of life there is the aspect of muasharat how we live our social lives so now for example how is a wedding conducted now we get these kind of questions coming regularly that uh, somebody mashallah is conscious they have now realized that these kind of weddings taking place in these halls and all the intermingling and the music and whatnot, all these things are happening so this is not right, it's totally wrong not just not right, it's totally wrong there's so many vices and sins that are happening in there there's haram being committed in there the laws of Allah Ta'ala are being trampled so now many people who are conscious mashallah, some many young girls who are conscious so then they ask the question but now you know, should I, can I attend this because I'm being put under pressure by my parents alhamdulillah I adopt the niqab but uh, my parents are not taking no for an answer and they are insisting I must be there and now what do I do so now this kind of wedding those who are hosting this wedding those who are attending this wedding are they complying with this command of Allah Ta'ala Udkhulu Fissilmi Kaffa likewise where did this entire manner of having a wedding come from this is obviously borrowed from somewhere else it's accommodating another lifestyle the western lifestyle and the western lifestyle is a, all the corruption of everything else is there the wrongs that the Jews are doing that's in there the wrongs of the Christians are in there the wrongs of the atheists are in there it's a mixture of everything that is wrong so everything that is wrong is part of this western style in terms of Islam from the guidelines of Deen it's all wrong the way it's done 1% 2% of something might not be a problem a little bit more sometimes but by and large by and large it's all upside down in terms of deen now that way of life that way of handling a wedding, having a wedding that way of doing things to the last imitation that now they have something called walking down the aisle so now that has to be imitated as well and they will have some church hymns playing at that time so now they will play some anashid just for the sake of now giving it some muslim flavor but in total emulation of a Christian wedding now what is being accommodated here where did this come from how far away is it from the command of Allah Ta'ala Ya ayyuhalladheena amanud khulu fissilmi kaffa now those who are hosting it those who are arranging it in this manner they are obviously the most guilty of this and those who are attending it are also guilty because they are attending something which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, there's so many vices taking place there so udkhulu fi silmi kaffa is not being fulfilled in any way here so now this is obviously wrong we can't attend it now some say but there's one small parda corner somewhere so the parda corner, does that legitimize this does this make it legitimate or because now there was somebody in the parda corner, so they would be totally absolved it's hard to say that they'll be totally absolved because it 
is endorsing this entire overall thing. So now this becomes a very big issue for many people and many have a big struggle in this that on the one side they are under family pressure, society pressure and on the other side is the command of Allah Ta'ala many understand that yes this is wrong but now what do I do and what do we do? Udkhulu fissilmi kaffa enter into Islam fully that's what Allah Ta'ala already told us what to do so this is just one example and then in this limited time it is almost impossible to go past these kind of discussions without the other example that we are always discussing for example take the example of dressing we already know what the detail is we've discussed it many many times and as always mentioned we'll inshallah keep discussing it we will keep discussing it because day by day this is growing worse and uh, the whole concept of haya in dressing is getting further and further away it is becoming hard for many to even imagine that is this really wrong because this has become such a norm once upon a time the grandmother was dressing in a different way meaning in a very modest manner and the uh, mother was dressing in a modest manner also because she grew up in that era but her daughters now went in a different direction they became in big inverted commas modern because it inverted commas because they thought they were doing the right thing but they became not modern they became downtrodden they became rotten in the way that they adopted what kind of lifestyle but then now as part time went so that grandmother was very modest she passed away the mother she got slightly affected but then time went on she still maintained it somehow but then the mother also moved on that mother now got old she became a grandmother but the her daughter was already gone in a different direction so now two generations now are in the western mode of dressing and everything the one generation was still at the top in many many places even that generation is gone now so now it's grandmother mother and daughter meaning three generations Allah forbid now what next and where this will finish off so this now where did this come from that's the question who are we taking who's, who are we accommodating whose lifestyle the western lifestyle has this got anything to do with Islam now the question will come then how should we dress the answer is udkhulu fissilmi kaffa who did our great grandmothers and grandmothers ask about how to dress which designer they had to go and ask it was something that came down from deen and they wholly wholeheartedly took onto deen they may not have not that it was the right thing but generally they didn't even have any abayas to wear they didn't know about it by and large back in this country go back maybe 40 years ago 45 years ago by and large that was the case but though they didn't wear abayas but their dressing itself was nevertheless very modest and without the abayas, they probably were more modest than today with many abayas. That without that abaya, in that time, 45 years ago, they were probably much more modest than many a person wearing the tight-footing abaya now. That the abaya is revealing the shape of the body. Now where did this come from? That the clothing must be tight, and if it's loose, then it must be belted somewhere to make it tight somehow. This is from the Western lifestyle. So now how does this how far away this has gone from the command of Allah Ta'ala 
ادخلو في السلم كافا so now we need to take this to heart and this is the message of the time ادخلو في السلم كافا enter into Islam fully now these are just two examples we took Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq inshallah we'll continue with this discussion in the coming weeks but this is now the mindset that we have to develop the heart that we have to make the greatest concern that must be in our every matter that has this by means of this particular way am I entering into Islam fully this is our purpose and direction this is what we have to come, come in dunya for to develop ourselves as the best servants of Allah Ta'ala to come into Islam fully to come into Iman and Islam fully and get closer to Allah Ta'ala at every step so that when our time comes to leave this dunya Allah knows best when that, which moment that is but we re- leave this world in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us and we reach Allah Ta'ala in a way that Allah Ta'ala grants us His raza and pleasure and gives us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala bless us all inspire us and make us those who are complete mu'mineen and muslimin those who have entered into islam fully in every in every sense of the word wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله